why are, why are we here this morning? Why are you here? I don't know why you're here. Um, I'm here because this is my job and I get paid, so for do this. Kidding. Um, why are we here today? I was driving down here and I'm like, there's only one reason we're here today. It's because we believe with all of our heart that there is a God who created all of that, who's really, really good. <laughs> and this God so loves us. I mean, that's why this song, I think, hit me so deeply this morning, because that's what I was feeling this morning as I was just driving in here. The only reason we're gathering here together today is because we have a God who created everything in heaven and on earth and made it really, really good. And he created us. He created you. You're his idea, and we're present here today. And we're here because we believe in this God and that he has a purpose and a plan and a reason and it involves us and he wants to totally give to us. And that's what we want to talk about today. So these last couple of weeks, you know, we've been talking about, the first week was about marriage. You know, and just uh, again, this, if we're going to live a complete full life, then one of the things we've got to figure out is this most intimate relationship that we have. And I can't think of anybody um, for me that I love more than my wife Susie. She just, the love... It's crazy. And then uh, last week we talked about impacting the next generation, right? And this whole idea of, especially if you're a parent, we talked about our kids and how much we want to pour into them. And oh my gosh, you know, last week was two of my kids' birthdays. And, uh, you know, Caleb turned five and Mariah turned nine. And so it was a whole week just full of just basking in the memory of them and the glory of them. And I, my love for them is just, it's crazy to me. I never, to be honest with you, I never even really knew if I wanted kids. And I'll never forget, when Mariah was first born, I couldn't believe how I, I felt in love with her. It was weird to me, the love that God poured in my heart. And now, but you guys, here's what's crazy to me about all that, is um, there's no one I love more than all that, and yet there is nothing. All that I feel for, for them pales so in comparison with the love that God has for me. And the love that he has for you. I just sat there at the you know, when we started really cranking, I just put my arms up like this because I just wanted to, like, gosh, could I receive that today? Wouldn't that be good? Could you actually, wouldn't that be good today if you actually received that love that we just sang about? You know, if you came to church, you're like, you know, and maybe you're here, and maybe right now you don't feel like lovable at all. <laughs> and you're singing that song, oh, I hope he loves me, you know, because this has been a really rough weekend and, uh, you know, the person I'm sitting next to is questioning the whole deal and all that. But, but I'm serious. You might not feel lovable today. You might not feel loved. It doesn't, can I just tell you, it does not matter who you are. It does not matter what you've done. Oh, how he loves you. That's why I hold my arms out. Bring it on. I'm with Brad. I need it too, man. We all do. We all need the love of God. And you guys, here's what we're going to talk about today is at the very heart of God's love, what's crazy is it's just to give. He, he just wants to give and give and give and give. And part of what he gave us was his creation. And, and you know, just like, can you, like, why? <laughs> my, I, my family last night, uh, for our family night, we watched uh, Earth, uh, Planet Earth. You guys have seen that movie? You seen that movie? Anybody? Okay. Oh, you, you, all right, good. You're awake. Um, yeah, I mean, it is, if you haven't seen that, you've got to watch it. It's just... I mean, over and over and over again, we just said, that's our world? I mean, can you believe the God that created that and the funky, weird things he created? 
and they're beautiful, and they're crazy, and they make no sense, except I think he was just extravagant just to give us stuff, just for the beauty and the glory of it all. But then, you guys, uh, years ago, I did a word study on give, because I was going to talk about what we're going to talk about today, and I'm like, well, you know, I should see where we need to give. And, and what was crazy is as I went through the Bible, almost all the giving is about God. It's not about us. So we, did, we just started our crash course this last week, and we were going through this with each other. And you guys, all the things that God gives. As Brad started off, the first one, for God so loved the world, that would be includes you, he did what? He gave. He gave because he loved. And he gave his one and only son that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. He's given us everlasting, eternal life. Let me just throw off a bunch of other stuff. He gives us rest for our soul. Oh, I've, you know, come to me. You're weary or heavy burden. And I will give you rest. My peace, I don't give as the world gives. My give, my peace to you. My joy will be complete. He wants to give us that. He wants to give strength. And he wants to give power. He gives us a new heart. Like he, he actually starts the whole thing over. I'm going to, come on. Let's say, you, you need a, you don't just need to get better. You need to get like brand new. <laughs> Let me give you a new heart. He gives forgiveness. He gives wisdom in abundance, if anybody will ask him. He gives endurance and encouragement to keep going. I love it. In 2 Peter, it says he gives us everything we need for life. He gives, and then the best part is he gives himself. I will give you the Holy Spirit so I can live right inside you every moment of every day. I'm telling you, so if you're sitting here today, I don't know where you're at on your spiritual journey or what you're thinking about God or what you know about Jesus, but I want to tell you one thing about our God. He gives and gives and gives and gives and gives. You know, and it just got this picture last night. There was this bird, you know, he just opens up and just, <laughs> just, just pour it in. Feed me. God, give me everything that you have for me. So here's what's wild. Is it, it, the word I want to use today is God is completely open-handed with everything. And here's what's wild. Giving always results in getting. And what we get, what we get because of what God gives is unbelievable. Can anybody agree with me on that one? Is it? Really? Are you excited about that? You're pretty excited about that, huh? Okay. Can anybody agree with me on that one? Okay. I'm serious. Wake up. Because this could be another church service. We can all go home and have a nice Sunday afternoon. Or we could meet God here today. You could meet the one who's just pouring down his grace and his love and his mercy and his strength and his wisdom and his love and everything you need. You could, you could have that happen today. That's why I'm here. Yeah, thank you. That's why I'm here. Now, and here's what's wild, you guys, is generosity. When, when generosity breeds generosity, doesn't it? I mean, when someone's generous, it just breeds other people to be generous. Um, I'm so bummed because I didn't get to experience this firsthand yesterday. But how many of you saw the um, uh, Winter Olympics yesterday and then the story about Gander? Anybody see the story about Gander? Okay, some of you did. I'm so bummed I didn't do it. So I I tried to find it on YouTube. I thought it'd be up that quickly, but it wasn't. So, but I found a guy who said it was so good. He was looking for it too. He said it was so good. So he kind of wrote a, uh, uh, what would that be? A summary, thank you. A summary. And uh, I just... This has broke me down. I'm just going to read it to you because it'll do better than me trying to tell the story, okay? Gander is a small town of 10,000 residents in northeastern Newfoundland. Is that how you say that, Newfoundland? Okay. The town has two stoplights. 
and two police officers. People are largely descendants of Scots and Irish, living in an often harsh rural environment. Once a refueling stop for transatlantic flights, Gander also happens to have a large airport and houses a key NAV Canada air traffic control center. While the advent of the jumbo jet made stops at Gander obsolete, that all changed on September 11, 2001. Following the attack of that day, air traffic was grounded across North America. And as a result, some 167 westbound uh, transatlantic flights that had passed the halfway point were redirected to airports around Newfoundland and Maritime provinces, all controlled by Gander Center. The arrival sector <coughs> staffing was quickly increased from its normal three controllers to 14 to reroute all the aircraft over a seven-hour period. Gander International Airport, <laughs> which normally handles eight domestic flights a day, received 38 aircraft, many jumbo jets parked around the taxiways, and nearly 7,000 passengers. <laughs> Their town is 10,000, and they received 7,000 people in 24 hours. Uh, with the last passengers finally entering the airport terminal, okay, uh, passengers immigration, processing immigration for all these passengers took over 24 hours with the last passengers finally re-entering the airport terminal at noon on Wednesday the 12th. Subsequently, Gander needed to absorb this near doubling of its population. With little notice, the residents of Gander responded with incredible kindness and generosity. Passengers were bused to schools, <coughs> churches, and legion halls where temporary shelters were set up because Gander only had 500 hotel beds. The locals rushed to meet them with home-cooked meals and other necessities. Hi, cool. As the passengers were not allowed to access their, access their checked baggage, residents donated clothes and they opened their shops free of charge. Prescriptions were filled by the two local pharmacies at no cost. Residents opened their homes to these stranded travelers. And everybody just put everything on hold. Somebody said, in quotes, everybody just put uh, everything on hold just to take care of us. Is that crazy? I, I mean, that's just the coolest thing to me. Like, bringing home-cooked meals, stay in my house, opening your store, and not even charging people, just giving your stuff freely away. Four days later, U.S. airspace opened and the passengers continued on their original destinations. However, many lasting friendships were forged over that short period thanks to the kindness of the Ganderites. <laughs> Ganderites. With the residents refusing to accept monetary thanks, the passengers of Delta Flight 15 established a college scholarship fund for local students. And my understanding is on the way, on the flight, they got $15,000 pledged on the flight from Gander to Atlanta. Isn't that amazing? This is so cool. The fund was now, has now grown to nearly $900,000. Several passengers featured in the piece have returned to visit their friends in Gander, and a monument now stands there in honor of their generosity. Is that not the coolest story? I just, I mean, that is just so cool. And what I love about it is when these people got stranded and they were so generously given to, what could they do when they hopped on the plane? But do what? They couldn't help but just, man, we, what can we do for you? You loved us so much that we just want to love you so much. And so they just wanted to give it back. And see, generosity breeds generosity. So here's my question, though. Or does it? Or does it? See, because, man, when my kids' birthdays happen, I couldn't, I did, again, I love them so much. I want to give them stuff that I know they love. We find out what they want, and we just, we love to just bless them on that day. And then they get blessed, and they get so much stuff, and then what do they do with their stuff? It's mine! 
this is mine. And, they, and all I hear the next two days is screaming and yelling because somebody else touched their new toy. And so then, you know, you take the new toy away and you go, well, this really works. You know, this generosity brings generosity thing. And, um, but, but my question, you guys, is really, I mean, we're trying to help and learn how to share. And come on, you've got so much. You should be able to do this. And then the, the problem is we look at our own little kids and can I, can I just ask you, are we really any different? Are we really any different? See, because we have a God who says, I'm going to give and give and give and give. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to pour abundance on you. And what do we do with our stuff? It's mine. See, we didn't laugh about that one, did we? (laughs) Gotcha. You all laughed about your kids doing that. But what about you? Yeah, it's not as funny, is it really? Because, see, when when we get our stuff, and God says, now be generous with that. Share that. That's why I give it to you, man. I want, this is supposed to be a river flowing, the streams of living water out to the world. But that is mine. Oh, man, you guys. And, and then what's wild is, what, what does this do to your heart? And what does this do to your soul? Oh, I'm talking about what a difference. When you have this, this is mine. And you have this. You know, over on this side, you've got anxiety and stress, right? Because you've got to worry about all the stuff that you've got and keeping it and maintaining it and, and all that kind of stuff. You, you can get quick to get defensive. I, again, just looking at all the reports, you guys, and I know there's so much marital struggle. It's just crazy. So much. And, and, and yet, you know, and part of it is this right here. And not, maybe not even just with finances, but just having a generous heart, a heart that loves to give instead of like me, my way. This is how it gets done. This is what I need instead of this. Can you see the difference? <laughs> right? You're already buckled down. You're ready to go. Just try to mess with my stuff. And sometimes even God. <laughs> Worse is this. It was such a different position. It's It's freedom. It's absolute peace and joy. And believe me, it so much allows you to have better relationships. I mean, how many bitter, angry, stressed out, generous people do you know? They just don't even work together. So why are we here today? Because we have a God who's so generous and just has so much that he wants to pour on us. And he loves you. And he wants to set you and me free to be generous too. And that's what it's all about, you guys. And so what I want to look at, if you have your Bibles, is uh, 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 9. You can open up there. We're going to be teaching through this passage. And uh, I just want to pray, though, first, because what we need, we, this is our hope for today, is your hope for today is I think, now here's the deal. This is so human nature right here, Okay is you literally need, this is, this is divine nature. This is the nature of God. This is the kingdom of God. And this is our nature. And literally, I think what needs to happen is when you receive Christ into your life, what happens is he gets, this gets in here. It only, I should have done that. Maybe I'll do the second service. A great picture of this would be the spirit coming into you and then prying your hands open. Oh man, if today, God could actually speak to your heart, you, and your own issues and whatever you got, and help you to be more generous by the time you walk out of here, you'll be more free. And you guys, and here's my point today, is giving always results in getting. 
Always. Always. You get. The world gets. And God gets. It's a win-win-win. All right? So let's pray. Let me pray for you, and you open your heart today to what God might be saying to you if you need to grow in this area of generosity. All right? Father, thank you for loving us so much. Thank you for caring for us. Thanks for giving us everything we need for life and godliness. And Lord, I pray for our hearts. I don't know. I know some real generous people sit in this room, actually. But even the most generous of us, it doesn't even come close to what you do and who you are. I want to pray in the name of Jesus that you might set us free today. You might set us free today. Set us free so that we can have the full, complete life that you want us to live. And show us what that means when it gets to this area of being generous. And I pray for it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let me just read the passage first and then we'll, then we'll go through it. 2 Corinthians uh, 9, starting with verse 6. And I'm just going to go through 11. Remember this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. As it is written, he has scattered abroad his gifts to the poor, and his righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. All right. So why do we struggle to give, you guys? And I think um, to be generous, I think partly we're, we're, we're scared and we worry. We do. We, we, we're anxious about our financial situation. And again, I know right now for some of you, it, it just the economy continues to be a struggle. You are in a different place maybe than you've ever been in your life. And the, weir, the worry and the anxiety, you know, I mean, for you, this is going to be a wild faith journey of watching this God who loves you take care of you. And I understand that. So there's a lot. It's a, it's a different world for us. Some of us, though, uh, in this room, again, the majority of us are still working. You still have your income, and you're still there, and yet we're still afraid, and we worry about it. And then the other re- the issues why we struggle to give you guys is because it, we're just selfish. Can we just be honest? I mean, the real reason I don't want to give is because I, I, I got a lot of stuff I like to get. And uh, that's what I'm about. So this is huge, you guys. And here's what I want to share with you. The first thing I want to talk to you about is that it's not ours in the first place. Let's look at this. Look at verses 8 through 10 with me again. It says, God is able to make all grace abound to you so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. And then verse 10 it says, He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed. So you guys, one of the things we need to understand, this is huge, is that everything we have isn't ours in the first place. They're actually, God is the one who supplies the seed. He's the one who gives us all away. Now, and, and let me just back this up a little bit with a, a couple other scriptures. Uh, 1 Chronicles 29, uh, verse 14. 
This is where uh, in the Old Testament where King David has longed to build this temple for God. And, and he's just, he has such a heart for God that he wanted not just a tent and a tabernacle, he wanted a temple where God's presence could reside, where the Israelites would know this is where our God is. And so he went around and, and, and eventually, you know, it, it was going to take a lot of money once they figured out how much this temple was going to, uh, what it was going to be and what was intended. And here they are, uh, David is just gets done praising God. And then he says this in, in 29, 14. He says, but who am I and who are my people? that we should be able to give as generously as this. Because everything comes from you. And we have given you only what comes from your hand. We are aliens and strangers in your sight, as we're all our forefathers. Our days on earth are like a shadow without hope. O Lord our God, as for all this abundance that we have provided for building you a temple for your holy name. It comes from your hand, and all of it belongs to you. Psalm 24, 1 says, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. You guys, this was, it, this was, this was a huge issue for years ago. I kind of I ran across this principle, and it just changed everything for me. Um, I, I grew up, I, I think my mom and dad were just really faithful to tithe, and that's just like a no-brainer. I mean, it, that's just, if you grow up in church at all, you just, you just understand. Like, like 10% is just like so base, you just give that. Okay, that's just, and then the 90s mind. 90, I get, so isn't that wild? God's up there going, hey dude, uh, listen, I just, you got $10, just one, you can have nine, you know? And I just thought, wow, that's awesome. And then I finally realized, actually what God is saying is, just, just for your own heart, we're going to get it. You just need to release some of that because you'll just 10 uh, plus one, you know, credit card stuff. And, and we just want more and more and more. And we hold on to it. So God says, well, just to help you a little bit, I'm going to ask you just to automatically just give one of those 10 to me so, we can just get, so I can get my stuff done. I got lots of work to do and I'm, and I'm really working and I want your heart to be free and I want to get my work done. So give me just one of those. And now what I'm going to ask you to do with these other nine is I'm going to ask you to be faithful with those. See, because it's still my money. All ten of it is mine. I never saw all ten of it as, my, as God's. I saw one of it as God's, and then nine were mine. And it's just not true. It's not true. Everything you have. And, and I know some of you are just sitting there and you're going, hey, dude, I'm the one who labored the 60 hours this week. <laughs> you know, I put in the time. I worked hard for my money. I worked hard for my money. Oh, that was bad. All right. Um, but here's, here's what's wild is in Deuteronomy 8, 17 and 18, he, the Bible dresses us. He says, he says, you may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hand have produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to even produce wealth. Um, your intellect your physical ability, your talent. If God created you, if He's Lord over all things, then everything you have, not just your finances, but even the ability to produce them comes from God. See, everything is His. Every wall. So here's the question. So once you understand that, you guys, what does that do to change things? See, Jesus taught this all the time. You're actually just a steward of my stuff. So the question is, how do you do with that? Since it's not yours, it's actually His. Uh, one of my best friends, Joe Mackey, is my financial guy back in Detroit, you know, where I'm from. 
And uh, so Joe, he takes care of all of my investments. It's just mounds and mounds of money. And, uh, but here, anyway, we got some stuff in there to try and for our kids and some, you know, some retirement stuff or whatever. And Joe oversees that. Can you imagine me calling up Joe and saying, hey, Joe, um, I actually need to, to take some of my uh, investment out for a reason. And him going, um, no. Uh, excuse me? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think that's a good idea. Uh, hey, Joe, whose money is that? Uh, that would be my money. You manage it for me. He, Joe Mackey doesn't tell me what to do with my money. That's my money. See, and what we do is God's up there going, hey, everything you've got is mine. How you doing with it? How you managing that? And if God comes to you and says, hey, I've got something that needs to be done, and I'd really like to use my money, and you go, um, no. I mean, what's he, what's he going to do with you? I tell you, what would I do with Joe? I fire him. <laughs> That's what I would do. Now, God's full of grace and mercy and long suffering. So he deals with us all the time. But here we are, you guys, across the nation. So the church gives 2%. And, you know, and here's what, can I just share it with you? We're no different at K2. 2% is what God gets from us. So here he is going, hey, I just want 10 right off the bat, at least, at least, starting point. And we're going, mm, no. Now, why in the world would you say no to him? I think it's because you think it's yours. You actually think it's yours. And see, until this changes in your mind shift and you understand, wow, when I, and, and, and Jesus makes this really clear, actually. When we all get to heaven, he's going to go, now, what'd you do with my stuff? Well, remember the guy? Um, buried it. You know, dug a hole, threw it in there. Um, used it for me. Well, he's going to be like, read the Bible. It's, it's not real pleasant, actually. Um, what's going to happen if we aren't taking what's his and realizing it's his and then going for it, being like him? What's the church, you guys? What is the church? It is the body of Christ. That's what the church is. See, and that's why what God is saying is, so I'm, all I do is give because all I do is love and I just, I'm so generous and now I live in you. This is awesome. I live in you. I get to be generous to the world. I get to totally impact this place through you. This is awesome. And hardly any church can make its budget. I See, there's, there's something wrong here. And this is what we've got to talk about today. Because if that's what we're doing, there is so much getting that's not happening because we're not giving. Because giving always results in getting. Okay, so the first thing you've got to understand is none of it's yours. It actually belongs to God. All right? Now, here's the second thing that might help you a little bit. Is big giving results in big getting. Big giving results in big getting. Look at 2 Corinthians 9, 6. Remember this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. <laughs> Can you imagine a Christian and I were talking about this? And he, got, he just said this. Can you imagine a, a farmer, right? Uh, anybody grow up on farms or have family on farms? Can you imagine, like my mom and dad both grew up on farms? I, I'm trying to picture them, you know, it's the springtime, it's time to plant, and, they got, and they've got all this seed, and they go, oh, but I, I just love this seed. I, I, don't, I don't know if I want to plant the seed, because I just love this seed. No, he, what's a farmer do? He knows, dude, if I plant one of these, what's the return? A lot. A hundred times. Man, I mean, that's what God says. He says, man, if you, if you don't let the seed die, it remains a single seed. But if you let it die, if you give it away, it produces many seeds. And so what's a farmer do? He goes, man, if, if I sow a little bit, I'm going to get a little bit. He knows this. If I sow a lot, 
I've got a chance to get a lot. And so, just so, so you guys, this is God speaking to you today, right now, saying, if you're sitting there going, ooh, but I got a little bit, and I don't know if I can give anything, he's going, okay, oh, that's a bummer, because there's so much I would do if you would just get generous. But I guess we'll never really know. You know, and what's generous? Generous isn't like give off, it's not a lot of money, right? Because when Jesus looked and this little widow came up right in the temple, she walked up and she put in two little copper coins. You know, all these rich guys, leaders, you know, pouring in their stuff, look at me. This woman comes up, she drops in two little copper coins, which one uh, commentary I said, said it's like one eighth of a penny is how much she was putting in there. And Jesus said, oh man, unbelievable. Because she gave everything she had. See, so it's not about how much you give, but it's, it's about understanding this, that if I give sparingly, then I'm only going to get sparingly. And if I reap, if I give generously, I'm going to reap generously. In the Old Testament, Malachi 3.10, it says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And then God says, test me in this. Try me. Just give me a shot. And then he says, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have room enough for it. Have any of you guys ever just, have you ever experienced that? Can I ask you seriously, anybody here ever experienced that? Okay, five of us. Five of us? Wow. Wow. Let's pray. Seriously, we need to pray. Let's pray. Oh, Lord, have mercy on our souls. Seriously, have mercy on our souls. For if we have not received from you the fullness of what you want to give, we aren't even close to experiencing the full life that you came to bring us, Jesus. And the world is definitely not being changed the way you want to change it. Lord, I I just want to pray that uh, not long from now, I'd come back to this place and go, how many of you have experienced that? And I, I would pray that almost every hand would raise. I have experienced the faithfulness of God to pour out so much blessing on me that I couldn't even contain it. God, if we just set us free. I mean, set us free. And I pray for it in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys, I'm sorry, but I just I just wanna I just I just wanna say K2 the church, an adventure with God. Oh my goodness. If you have never experienced the stepping out in faith and being generous with your stuff to God, so that he can go, Oh, awesome, this is a dude I can give something to. Because if I give something to him, he actually does something with it. So what's he God say? Exactly. He's, he's calling right now. He's saying, uh, 
He says, seriously, if I can find somebody who when I give something to it, they're actually faithful to do something with it, what does he say? Someone, somebody help me out. I'll give you more. I, and, if, and, if you, and then you'll give me more. And you're like, wow, this is awesome. Then you give more than what's God do? I'll give you more. He's, he's just looking for somebody who's just like a faithful of, of, of avenue of grace and mercy to the world. And we're filled with Jesus who always gives, are we? And if we are, the life, the adventure, your faith, if you're sitting around, your faith is like, I don't know if God loves me and, you know, I'm not sure if this is, and this is hard. And I'm sure my life's hard. I'm sure your life is hard. But I'm telling you, this would be one way right now where you could experience God like no other business. And here's the other thing. It's really clear. Is God's not also just saying, hey, I'll pour money into your lap. We're going to get into that. He's, he's, what he's really saying is, I will give you true riches, is what Jesus says. If you're faithful with this little stuff called money, I'll give you true riches. I want to be a church, you guys, that God entrusts with true riches. Do you? I mean, seriously, is it really worth your hour and 15 minutes to sit in here and go to church? Ugh, to me. But to sit in here and to know that every time we gather together, we're a body of Christ that God looks at and goes, man, this church rocks. Because what I give them, they give. Then you know what he's going to do? Then I'm going to give you true riches, and I'm going to show up in powerful ways, and I'm going to do amazing things in your life, and the whole world's going to know. Now, who wants that? Okay. All right, awesome. I'm so sorry for getting fired up, but I, I, I no, I'm not. I'm not sorry for getting fired up. This is, this is awesome, you guys, and, and God wants to do so many things with you. Now, I'm going to go really fast through some of this other stuff, but here's, here's some things that are what's true. Big giving results in big getting. And you guys, one of what happens is other people get. I'm telling you, God wants to touch the world. People in the world are angry at God because others are starving and don't have clean water, and they're mad at God. Did you know that if the church gave at all what, it was, what, it, what God had given it, we would take care of every need in the world? See, it's not God who's got the problem. It's us. We could actually impact the whole world. There would be major getting if we were major givers. People would be blessed all the time. Even right here, you guys, we just yesterday, was like, uh, uh, yesterday? Yeah, with Kids Against Hunger, you know the thing that we're doing? It's so cool. We've spent $18,000 now. We've, we've put together 165,000 meals. 85,000 have gone to Haiti, 71,000 right now are ready to go to Honduras, and 9,000 are going right here to the Dream Center. Yeah, see, that's exciting, and, and that's cool. And you know what? The rest of the world goes, oh, the church is finally doing this. This is what we should be about. Three for five. Go to the website, three for five. A couple in our church put together an, an initiative to take care of the water. I mean, it's an amazing vision to take care of the water, clean water issue over in Africa and around the world. It's amazing. K2 Acts, just here, right here locally. $12,000 we've already sent out just from you guys because you've been generous to give to this. And we've been able to take care of, of $12,000 worth of need right here in our own family. And it's, it's sapped. So if you want to give to that again, you can because it, the, the requests continue to come in with the needs that are there. You guys, and, and just the present need here. Can I just share with you again? Um, real quickly, just so you guys know. At K2, our budget right now is 32000 a week is what it takes to do this. But... Um, we're not close, so we had to cut. We've, we're cutting, and we're nipping, and we're tucking, and we're doing. We got it down to 29 a week, and what we're doing is we're bringing in 25 a week. Now, because so many people here were amazingly generous when we did our Discover More campaign, we had enough funds 
to take care of everything that we've done in our North Campus, redo the whole thing, and do all that we've done for cash. We, we haven't had to spend one penny outside of, of, which is awesome. You guys, we have done this whole South Campus, paid for all the staff, rented this building, done everything that we need to with cash because of your generosity. We haven't had to tap into anything. But here's the reality. The whole goal was, by the time of the end of April, that this, this campus will need to be self-sustaining. And if it's not, and that's where we're at, we're going to need to be bringing in, we should be bringing in 32, but we've cut it down to 29. We'd like to get back to 32. We need, but starting in April, all of our Discover More funds are gone. So we can't, nothing else to tap into. And that means that 25 that we're bringing in right now needs to reach 29 by the end of April. Or we start like doing, instead of flesh wounds, we start like, you know, do you guys see, uh, what's the movie? Mighty Python? You know, I mean, it's going to start looking like that where they're going, come on, you know, the guy's going to be down. I mean, seriously, that's just where we're at because we're going to be faithful and we're going to cut what we need to cut. And I just want to tell you, it's, it, we're at 2% of the, of the adult attendance that's giving. See, we have so much room. We have everything we need in our own congregation. I'm just asking you to consider being generous and to give to God so his stuff can get done because God is working, man. He is doing so many amazing things. He is changing kids' lives in Adventure Canyon left and right. He is moving all over the place in our adult ministries and our youth ministries. And so and we just don't want to have to stop any of that. We want to keep moving, all right? So other people get. But you guys, you get too. You get too. And it's amazing. And this is what I'm saying. So what do you get? In Proverbs 11, 24 and 25, it says, One man gives freely, and yet he gains even more. Another withholds unduly, and he comes to poverty. A generous man will prosper, and he who refreshes others himself will be refreshed. I say, what do we gain? You guys, if you would be generous, he's going, man, if you would sow generously, you will reap generously. Here's what you'll reap. You will reap the presence and the blessing of God on your life. It will, it will get you from this to this. If you're in your marriage right now, and we all know, again, studies show that the top reason marriages come down is because of this. Bam! And if you could somehow do this, and that's what God would do. He would create that spirit within you. He will entrust you with true riches, like I said. He will trust those who are generous to be more generous. He will free you from your anxiety and the worry of trying to maintain all the stuff. You'll get the joy of blessing somebody else. You'll be refreshed, everything. God, I just want to say, if you're sowing sparingly right now, you are so missing out on the blessing that God wants to give you. All right? And then the third thing, last thing is this, is God gets. When you sow generously, God receives generously. What does He get? 2 Corinthians 9. 11 through 13 says, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. See, we, every time we, the church, you, a Christian, a follower of Christ, blesses somebody else and is generous, those people turn around and they go, thank you, God. We have a chance to give thanks to God from other people even. This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of God's people, but it is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Because of the service by which you have proved yourselves, men will praise God. <laughs> I'm telling you. See, I, so this is the other thing. What's this all about? Why are you here? Why am I here? Because we have a God who created everything and every person. And once you get your life connected to God, it changes everything. Giving always results in getting. 
God's work gets done. You get blessed. And He gets thanked and praised and people get drawn to Christ. Test me in this, He says. Test me in this. And see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven. I, I want that for you. I want that for you. And you know what? God wants that for you. Will you trust Him? Will you trust Him? I mean, if you're a follower of Christ, follower of Christ, a disciple of Jesus, and you don't give any of your resource to Him. See, because really, it's a heart. It's a love issue. I love my kids. I love my wife. I can't wait to bless them. God loves you. He is crazy about you. And He can't wait to bless you. I love God for everything that He's done for me, for the strength and the forgiveness and the salvation of my very soul, for everything He gives me. I fill in the blank. Fill in the blank. I tell you, man, you and I could be impacting the world with what He wants to do for us. Okay? All right, Ben, come on up. And let's pray. I'm just struggling a little bit because I didn't do what I was supposed to do today. Got a little carried away. Trying to figure out what I want to do here. Can I be goofy just for a second? Okay, good. Okay, hold on. I'm going to do something goofy for a second. I need uh, two volunteers, real quick. Two volunteers. Tammy, come on up. Okay, come on up. Here you go. Yes. Yeah, yes. She's all excited because in here is candy. In fact, bubble gum is what we got here. In fact, I'm going to go ahead. This is my kids. You guys ever give your kids candy? You know, how many pieces do they want? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you want this. Go ahead and come on over here on this side. And so, mm, awesome. So, I mean, seriously, you guys, what we do in our life is we have this stuff. Here, take this off. Take your tops off. And we sit here with this stuff in our hand. And we go, and this is what? No, it's mine. <laughs> it's mine, ma'am. I mean, God has given me this, and he's entrusted me with this car. And, you know, my little Beetle Turbo S is awesome. That's mine. And my house is mine. And this is my stuff, right? And so what happens is, I get my money, I get my paycheck, and I live like this. And here's God with all that kind of stuff. And he wants to give it to you. Okay, give it to me. How much did I get? Actually, two. There were two that stayed on top. Because he's a very gracious God. You guys, you get the picture? I mean, see, see, this is what happens. God is up there going, I have so much more for you in the depths of your marriage, in the depths of your soul. And you're satisfied with this. Really? No. Here, real quick. All right. Very cool. 
All right. Now, come on real close to me. Try this again. Okay? Go for it. Now, if my hands are open, I can do anything. And I'll just grab it. And I just, I'm wondering. I'm wondering, even for my own life, what does God have for me? Because if I'll give and be completely open-handed, God's blessing is going to pour into my hands. Completely. Seven. Full. I want everything He has for me. Don't you? All right. Now, we're going to take our offering. Remember, God loves what? Cheerful giver. You know why he loves cheerful givers? Because he likes givers like himself. You guys can go. Thank you. Thanks so much. God loves cheerful givers because he loves givers who are like him. Not with compulsion. Not with manipulation. If you're our guest here today and you're just checking out K2, you don't worry about this financial moment. The only reason you get involved in this is because you want to be generous to the one who's generous to you. And if you want to, and God knows your heart, if you want to, then do it. (laughs) And lay yourself out there and receive everything that He has for us. He's so good. He's so good. He's so good. And He wants to be even gooder to you than He has been. Will you let Him? Will you let Him? Here's your chance. Stand together. Here's what we're going to do. While we worship, we're going to take our offering. Go ahead and stand together. We're going to take our offering right now. And here's what we're going to do just to give this, this, this to remind you of this, is when the bag comes, if, you're, if you came prepared to give and you want to give to God, go ahead and put your offering in the bag. And then following that offering is a bucket of gum for you. And I want every one of you to remember when you give, you get. And I want you to grab a piece of gum out of that bucket. And guess what? Even if you don't give, God's gracious. Take some gum anyway. Remind yourself of how good our God is. Let's worship it for that.